Hello, and welcome to In Conversation With, the Lancer HIV podcast. I am Deputy Editor Adrian Gonzalez, and for our October edition, I am joined by Dr. Lawrence Mwakpo from the Department of Health Research Methods, Evidence and Impact at McMaster University in Canada, as he's going to be talking to us about his latest publication, a checklist named Cedric HIV, for studies on prevalence and incidence of HIV drug resistance. But before we get to Lawrence, I would like to draw your attention to a couple of other pieces in this issue. First, we have a manuscript coming from Mozambique describing a nationwide evaluation of the impact of the differentiated services delivery models for HIV treatment on the 12-month treatment retention after antiretroviral initiation. We also have a very interesting report article promoting patient-centered care approaches that prioritizes values of potential PrEP users to better engage them in HIV prevention. And a feature article talking about the closure of an AIDS Middle East and North Africa regional office in Egypt and its potential impact on HIV prevention and control efforts in the region. Now I'm joined by uh, Lawrence Mokbo. Uh, welcome. We're very happy to have you here today. Thanks for having me, Adrian. To provide a bit of context, uh, I would like to start asking you to provide a short overview of the current global state on HIV drug resistance. According to the World Health Organization, the prevalence of HIV drug resistance has been increasing over the years in part due to increased use of HIV medication. It is not unlike antimicrobial resistance, which occurs when bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites change over time and no longer respond to medicines. This makes infections harder to treat and increases the risk of disease spread, severe illness, and death. With regards to HIV drug resistance, there are three main categories. The first is acquired drug resistance, which occurs when an individual receiving antiretroviral therapy is using them with suboptimal dosing or doesn't adhere correctly. The second is transmitted drug resistance, which is when a drug-naive individual acquires HIV infection with a drug-resistant virus strain. And the third and potentially the most concerning is pretreatment drug resistance which is drug resistance detected at the time of antiretroviral therapy initiation or reinitiation, and it could be transmitted or acquired or both. Thank you. And uh, with the increasing availability of HIV treatment and preventive measures like, like PrEP, how does drug resistance impact the effectiveness of these interventions? And what can we do in terms of strategies to mitigate the risk of resistance? That's a great question, Adrian. The emergence of new antiretroviral drugs may very well change the landscape of HIV drug resistance. Several of the newer drugs, such as dolotegravine, have a higher barrier to resistance compared to the older drugs. The key actions required for HIV drug resistance control are prevention, first of all, ensuring that people use drugs with a high barrier to resistance, and ensuring that people have uninterrupted supply of drugs. The next thing we can also do is monitoring and surveillance to ensure that we know the prevalence of drug resistance for specific drugs and we can take action. And then it's very important, especially for low-income countries, to build laboratory capacity to promote viral load testing and HIV drug resistance detection. And finally, we must ensure that these actions are sustainable through better governance and coordinated action and country ownership of all of these HIV drug resistance programs. Thank you, Lawrence. Your publication introduced a checklist called Cedric HIV. Uh, could you briefly explain what is this list and what was your motivation to create it? 
So one of the key tenets of controlling HIV drug resistance is surveillance. And surveillance data can come from national surveys or from primary research studies. And in order to have a global and encompassing picture of the state of HIV drug resistance, one must pull these studies together to get a sense of what's going on out there. Unfortunately, pooling is extremely challenging if the studies are not reported in a consistent or standardized way. We developed this guidance after engaging in several attempts to pull data from primary research studies and found that a lot of information was missing or not reported in a way that would allow us to use it effectively. And given the absence of individual HIV drug-resistant testing in some low- and middle-income countries, how can researchers from these countries may integrate your guidelines into their studies and the design and reporting? So I'll start off by saying that these guidelines are not meant to be prescriptive in terms of telling researchers how to design their studies, but rather to encourage researchers to see that the usability and potential impact of their research is greater if it includes certain key pieces of information. For researchers in low- and middle-income countries where resources are scarce, this checklist provides an opportunity for them to reflect on the data they plan to collect and whether it would be informative to other researchers. This level of detail improves clarity, transparency, replicability, and ultimately the impact of their research. Your publication highlights the importance of contextual information in the interpretation of drug-resistant data. Could you elaborate on this point for us? Absolutely. In this checklist, we do recommend providing contextual information on the setting in which the study was conducted. If there is a high level of drug resistance to a particular drug, knowledge of whether it is used as first-line treatment will inform policy and practice regarding its use moving forward. In addition to knowing what kinds of drugs are commonly used, it is also important to know if people have access to these drugs and if their supply is uninterrupted. This information is valuable in determining the best strategy to curb drug resistance. And a uh, last question for you would be like, how do you hope uh, you and your team like the Cedric HIV checklist will shape research going forward? The Cedric HIV checklist is an evidence-based guiding document already available in French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, and Chinese. And it will serve as a benchmark not only for what should be reported, but potentially for what should be done. I will therefore improve the quality of conduct and reporting of HIV drug resistance research. And if you found that interesting, you might also like to read a comment published in this October issue advocating to include emerging drug resistance in the definition of non-inferiority in randomized controlled trials. Or another comment published in our June issue 2022 discussing the challenges of long-acting antiretroviral injections in the context of drug resistance in Sub-Saharan Africa. You may also find interesting a viewpoint article published in our March issue 2023 that highlights the importance of drug resistance studies at first-line antiretroviral therapy failure and the necessity of these studies in low-income and middle-income countries as infrastructure and cost improvements progress. Also related to this, we also have a review article published in our October issue 2022 focusing on HIV drug resistance in low-income and middle-income countries and its potential to drive an increase in mortality, incidence, and costs related to HIV in these specific regions. Well, that is all for the October issue. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, so that you may join us when we continue the conversation.